Welcome back to Basketball is Religion. I am your host, Big Matt, joined today by the Gons. Gons, how have you been? It's been busy, man. I've been swamped with work, with family. Um, I'm happy to have basketball start. And, you know, fantasy drafts are this weekend for a lot of people. So, I mean, what, what do I do, Matt? I'm not, I'm a football fantasy, you know, champion. But in regard to basketball, like, do I pick one guy that's going to get me one specific thing or do i pick a guy that's going to give me a little bit of everything well that's the whole thing fantasy draft strategy i guess across the board do you want to focus on the five um five or like if it's a nine category draft do you want to focus on the five that's going to give you a for sure win or try to get more of a rotisserie try to get it across the board so you may might get the five like you're five and one right now in our fantasy fantasy league that we're in together um, we're actually playing each other this weekend. Thank, thank goodness for me that David Montgomery went out. But what what was your strategy going into fantasy uh, fantasy football this season, given that you're a five and one? Um, I always just pick. I mean, I pick good receivers and running backs. Then I pick a quarterback, and I just get what's available um, in terms of a team. But I do go through a few players a week. Um, I guess it's just easier to watch and manage because it's weekly, right? So you could take your time. But um, yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't know because basketball it's so different. Like there's so many categories that like that's what you're playing against, right? It's well, not. Well, I like- mean, it's the same thing with with football too. There are what? Um, actually, no, you're playing against a player. You're still playing against a player per. It, it is a little bit different. So I mean. For me, I always would look at categories. Like before, I used to focus a lot of, on field goal percentage and rebounding, get a lot of centers. But since basketball has really changed to the three-point line, you kind of have to focus more on maybe field goal per- or um, three-pointers and on steals and all that stuff, get a lot of guards. So, I mean, you're doing a little bit of research. I did a little bit as well, doing a few mock drafts. Um, what are you looking at? Because I know you're in a kind of a bigger league where you're in that league with a role. Like, do you have any sleepers so far uh, since you've been doing your research for fantasy basketball? I mean, I, I sleepers in regards to, like, just common sense for me. Like, I think Jordan Poole is going to have a career year, at least scoring-wise, right? Because oh, yeah, yeah. That was one of my guys, yeah. That's a gimme. That's a gimme. So there's a few gimmies because of trades. I don't think Giannis is going to have as strong as numbers um, with Dame coming to the squad. I, I think... I feel like Luca lifted and got really strong this offseason. With that being said, I don't know that his shooting is going to be as good. Um, and I still stand firmly behind this, even though everyone wants to pick Joker. I don't. I don't think he's going to have a, a like. I don't want to say he's not going to have a superstar year this year. I think it's going to be more along the lines of an All Star. He just won a title. The pressure's off. And quite frankly, he doesn't want to win another title. At least not right now. He wants to. Go home. <laughs> that's a that's a debate we need to have. Uh, it's always going to be we're going we're gonna to have because after last season, his demeanor had not changed, and it looks like he doesn't want to win a championship. But the fact that he's still putting up some highlight real stuff in the preseason just kind of proves that he's still focused. I mean, he still has teammates that want to win a chip again. So just because he has a nonchalant attitude doesn't mean he doesn't want to win a championship. That's kind of reason why you play basketball, right? 
Um, he signed his max contract, and he could have just coasted after he signed that contract, but he still delivered a championship to Denver. Um, but as far as fantasy sleepers, Jordan Pulley mentioned one. Um, it's just a lot of those players that, that aren't being paid attention to by a lot of the national media. So if you're looking at teams like the Orlando Magic or the Utah Jazz, do you see like a Franz, Wa- Franz Wagner or like a Paolo Bancaro or like a Jordan Clarkson? I know we're going to talk on, on Utah in a little bit. But do you, see, do you have any players that people aren't paying attention to on other teams that you could be you know, focusing a lot on uh, for, the, for fantasy basketball purposes? Sure, sure. I, I think the Cavs are never talked about, you know. And I like the Jazz. I like T. I like THT on the Jazz. I think that could be something to watch out for. Um, you know, he did decent with the Lakers, but we've seen these guys move time after time after time and excel. You know, just like his teammate Jordan Clarkson, who's on this team. You also have Colin Sexton. Let's let, let's do. You want to touch on? Do you want to do the Jazz now, or do you want to wait till later? No, on? we can touch on it later. But I mean, that's a team. I like the Knicks. I think they have a lot of good pieces that people don't talk about. Um, I mean, those are two teams that, right off the top of my head, that I, I like. You know, Indiana has some pieces, so yeah, there's there's a few. Yeah, we'll definitely use some more research because you have a draft coming up on what on. Sunday? No, our tomorrow, job. Tomorrow. tomorrow is the one with the 200 buy-in. It's a pe- bunch of people from Hidden Cafe in Anaheim Hills. Um, and then I have our draft on Sunday. So yeah. back so, to back. Uh, we'll do some more mock drafts. We'll do some more research. It is. I, I, I agree. It is different than fantasy football after thinking about you know You mentioned thinking about it some more. So we'll do some more research. Good luck. If you guys are doing fantasy basketball out there, good luck on your drafts. Um, and yeah, let's get into the episode today. According to Sham Sharania from The Athletic on Twitter slash X, Harden, uh, James Harden of the Philadelphia 76ers did not practice with them on Tuesday and has been away from the team since Sunday. This was an unexcused absence, though team officials say that said his absence on Thursday, yes, yesterday, was because of a personal matter. Jake Fisher of Yahoo Sports reported that Harden was in Houston. Uh, Nick Wright of First Things First on Fox Sports reported on Twitter slash X that the Sixers offered Harden for um, Terrence Mann, a first-round pick, and a, a, first, a first-round pick swap. The Clippers said no, which led to Harden leaving on Sunday. Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN reported on Thursday that there's a sizable gap between the Sixers and the Clippers. Uh, James Harden has shown up after missing the first two days of camp. As I mentioned on the pod last week, Tyrese Maxey said on the J.J. Redick podcast, The Old Man and the Three, um, that Harden was a full participant in training camp without any issues. What do you think about his change of heart, Gons? So this doesn't surprise me, man. Um, he did this where was he when it was on when he was on Brooklyn when he he just. Didn't get his way. He sat out until he got traded, right? I think he was trying to play nice, right? Like, he was trying to say, okay, I got to be a good soldier because I'm going to get traded, and I don't want to come across as someone that doesn't show up to practice. But I think the minute the trade talks fell through, he's like, no, I'm not playing for this guy. I stand behind my statement. Makes him even look worse. I I don't know what they're going to do at this point. Um, I mean... You know, Miami's made it known where they stand on trading for James. Uh, the Clippers have as well. 
I just don't know. You know, people are calling James Harden all kind of names. His reputation is getting tarnished. At this point, he might have to find himself playing overseas. And the dude's an all-star. I mean, I don't know if you think he's still an all-star. I think he's all-star caliber. I mean, he was still highly ranked on people's top 100 list, which I saw a few of um, the last couple, uh, last few days or so. I don't think he's at that point because of you know, off-court off stuff. We, we've seen him do this with, with, um, with Houston, where he kind of refused to play. And then we also saw him do it in in in, in Brooklyn. Yes, on yes. the court stuff. Yep. Offensively, he did show flashes of it um, in the playoffs against Boston, but in other games, he didn't show up at all. So, can he be a top hundred player? Yes, but do you trust him to be a top hundred player? Absolutely not. What What are your thoughts? I I have a scenario for you. Us being Laker fans. Let's 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 throw a trade out there that would be great for the Lakers where they landed Harden. Would it be great for the Lakers? I'm trying to pick a player that's not someone we'd want to give up, but that's decent. Okay, D'Angelo Russell straight up for James Harden. This being how D'Angelo's balled out so far in the preseason, but we know he lacks defense. At the end of the day, would you do that trade? D'Lo had a press conference the other day stating that he was trying to gear his game more towards a Derek White. I know we talked about Derek White before, so that means it was a focus on being a good teammate and being a good good defensively for the Lakers. So with him having that sort of mentality and with James Harden having none of that mentality on the defensive end, yes, they're great scorers and Harden is probably the superior scorer, but with LeBron and AD kind of taking care of the offense... I I would not currently do the the D'Angelo for James Harden trade. What about you? Ah, right away. Let's do it. I, I James Harden needs this. I'm a James Harden fan. He needs this. He, he needs a gimme. He needs a layup. He needs to go where he could be a good teammate. And show everyone that he can win. Like, this would really help him. He's a third scorer now. He's not no longer a number two. This team would be perfect for him as long as he got in line with LeBron and Anthony Davis and the coach Darvin Ham. But right now, they're saying he's uncoachable. Right now, they're saying he has an attitude problem. Sure, you need to go somewhere where number one winning takes a lot of that away. So you have to go to a contender at this point if you're Harden. Where else to where better to go than to go with LeBron and AD and Ham? I don't think it'll work money wise though, financially, right? There's no way that we can do it's that trade. Like 30 something million versus Delos making, I think, 18. So you're gonna have to throw in another bigger contract to get James Harden. Who we got? Who we got that's 12 million that we could throw in? I know right. you wouldn't want to do the trade, but all right. Plus, plus, you you couldn't even do this trade until December because they just signed those extensions in the off season. So you, even if we could trade them, like you couldn't make it happen. Like you, you can throw in some 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 contract filler. I don't have that in front of me right now. Um, do you think Do you think James Harden is gonna get traded mid season, or do you think do you think it helps him to play to get traded to the mid season? What helps him get traded? Well, James Harden can get traded now, but I'm just saying the Lakers can't trade for James Harden until December. 
I know, but nobody nobody wants to give him pieces now. So the only way that he gets where he wants to go is if he balls out. Am I right? Well, at this point, like, what about James Harden playing better now is going to make you more convinced to trade for him? Like, if you're James Harden, you're looking just to go to the Clippers. Like, I know there was some trade stuff about the Bulls. Potentially, imagine Alex Caruso, James Harden backcourt. I saw on, on a Philly blog this morning. Um, if, if James Harden were to just do the same James Harden stuff in in the beginning of the season, I don't think it's going to be a, anything additionally that'll have him get traded. Now, the only the only real offer that was reported that was on the table was the Terrence Man first round pick, first round pick swap. Like, and the Clippers said no. So, do you think the Clippers should have said no to that? It's. I mean, uh, it looks like the the Sixers were looking for multiple first round picks, but now Ter- the Clippers don't want to offer Terrence Mann. So, was Harden justified in not showing up to to the to um to training camp after the Clippers said no to that potential deal? I think this is what I think. I think he's gambling. I think he's trying to make the Sixers' life as disruptive as possible. So the Sixers just take less to get the trade. And I think the trade will still happen with the Clippers. But I don't know what the what the hiccup was, man, or was it the picks? I mean, I think it was Terrence Mann. And pro- I think it was Terrence Mann because from reports that I heard was that the Clippers were not willing to trade Terrence Mann for, for yeah. James Harden, which is... I, I heard the same thing. So, which is weird because I, I like Terrence Mann, but I, I think I even said in podcasts before, I wouldn't trade Terrence Mann for James Harden. What would you trade Terrence Mann for James Harden? It's hard for me to say because I don't see him like the Clippers do day in and day out. And I really don't know his full potential. I know he's done really well in his early career in the NBA. And if they feel like he's going to be a star, he's very young. I wouldn't give him up. I really wouldn't. Now, would someone like D'Lo, I know where his ceiling is. I know where his weaknesses are. That's why I would give him up. It was it's it's really the defense, right? With with Terrence Mann, and you have Russell Westbrook, who's an energizer bunny on offense, but not great defensively. Gets lost. That's why you have a guy like Terrence Mann who could be your point of attack defender. And unfortunately, I thought Terrence Mann was young too. He's twenty seven. I didn't realize he was that old. So it's not like he's going to be improving so much that. You know, we have to keep him because he's going to be a potential all-star. Yeah, but you could say he's just entering his prime at 27, 27 to 31, and then he's going to start the decline, right? Yeah, no, I, I, that, that's a good, that's a good point to make. So it's like, I wouldn't do it. It, it, it sounds like you wouldn't do it, right? Or you, you, you're, you're not sure on, on, on the um, Terrence Mann part, but... I wouldn't give him up, but I would. I, I think the Clippers have more to bargain with now with Harden being this for disruptive. I know that they're going to want... Philadelphia is going to talk about Harden whether he plays or not. He's going to make their media. Um, and at the end of the day, until they remove him from from the organization, then it's it's going to be a disruption. So at the end of the day, I see a trade coming very soon. Uh, and, and again, it just they just probably want to wash their hands with him at this point. All right. So one more, like a couple more things. Do you so you're thinking James Harden is traded before the season starts? Is yes. That, okay. I I mean, if I'm Philly, yeah, I move on. And if you're the Clipper, like, it, let's say the Clippers 
only we're only going to be offering a, a draft pick and a swap like do you think it's going to be to the Clippers or do you think it's going to be somewhere else like I heard the Bulls like, like I mentioned earlier do you think it's going to be with the Clippers or do you think it's going to be somewhere else I don't think he has the choice in the matter like he thinks he does because um, Philly's just going to trade him so how many years are left on his deal? Yeah, you know, one year left. He's an expiring thirty-something million-dollar contract. This is what makes it complicated. Um, I again, he's going to have to give some commitment to a team if they're going to give up first-round picks. That he's going to stay, you know, after his contract. And it seems he's only done that with the Clippers. I don't know why he can't go to Miami. They were looking for someone. They didn't get Dame. Would they settle for Harden? They got pieces. James Harden with heat culture. What we find out about heat culture is you're getting these guys that are, you know, first, second round draft picks undrafted and turning them into finals level starters. Max Struess, Gabe Vincent, uh, Caleb Martin. So would a James Harden, who has been a diva on three teams, fit with heat culture? I don't think so. What do you think? No, you're probably right. Yeah. All right, one the Miami, last yeah. the Miami Heat grind. They still got the Pat Riley mentality, and it just wouldn't fit in with Harden. Yeah, one last thing uh, I did say: Nick Wright had an interesting thought on his first things first show to, uh, yesterday. He thinks that James Harden is targeting the Clippers because if the Clippers have a poor season and potentially trade away Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, the Clippers are still going to need a start to be the face of the franchise when the new arena opens in Inglewood. It would be a bad look to open that arena with young players and future draft picks. The thought would be Balmer would be able to offer Harden a max contract and be the face of the franchise in case the top two players leave the franchise. That's why he's kind of targeting them. Do you agree with this, or is Nick Wright overthinking? I think he's overthinking. There's no way Harden's a max player after his contract is up. Hell no. No way. He's. It is what it is. His game was good when he was young. People have figured it out. The NBA figured it out. Shit, they made they made it harder for him themselves, right? With the step back and all that stuff. So he's not nearly getting to the line like he used to when he was with the Rockets. He's maybe an all-star for another year or two. And before that, he's just going to be a pretty good, solid role player. A number three. That's it. Eventually, he'll fade to a four. But I think he saw three or four years when he's a number three. There's no way he's capable of being a star. Yeah, next year, James Harden, if he doesn't go to the clip or if he doesn't get a max contract, he's going to be a very interesting player like a Lou Williams off the bench. Uh, you know, a, a guy that can get you buckets, you know, without really needing to be an, a defender. So the James Harden situation is going to be an interesting to monitor. Hopefully, like you said, he gets traded before, before the season starts because it's not going to be working in Philly. Let's move on to the NBA All-Star game that might be changing. The NBA commissioner Adam Silver appeared on ESPN's first take on Wednesday and made some comments about a potential change to the All-Star game. We're looking at some potential changes in format in Indianapolis this year. Maybe we'll return to something more traditional in terms of how the teams are presented. We went to we went to sort of this captain and draft notion, but clearly, historically, it was East versus West. So maybe that's something we're looking at. Do you think this is a good idea to go back? Honestly, yeah. I think the the the, the idea of picking 
was fun for a couple of years, but it's kind of getting burned out. At this point now, just go back to your old east, west, west until you figure something else out. But yeah, I'm I'm kind of getting tired of you know, but it was fun. But again, it was an idea and it's it's run its course. So I'm okay with them going back to east west until they figure something else out or keep it as east as west because it just made more sense. You know, the east is playing the west. It made it more competitive, one coast versus the other, versus just players playing each other. I agree. I think the gimmick gimmick has run its course. Unfortunately, it's just been LeBron versus somebody, right? LeBron versus KD, LeBron versus Giannis, LeBron versus Steph Curry, um, as far as all-star selections. like I would love to see someone else other than LeBron even though he is a Laker, you know, do the all-star selection. So do you think maybe changing up the captains, maybe it's not the leading vote getter, maybe it's like Austin Reeves and someone, or do you think just kind of changing the format or just changing the captaincies because it has become redundant with LeBron James in there? I think there's a lot of controversy if you change to a random guy. No one say, why did you pick him? What was your metrics? What? Just go back to East-West. Yeah, for I'm sure. Like, I kind of want to see outside of East West and like USA versus the world, right? Because there's a lot of w- the top players in the league now are potentially all not from the United States. Jokic, Giannis, um, I'm forgetting, and uh, Luca, right? All three top players in the league, but they're not from there. So I would like to see something like that, but I don't think we're going to be getting that anytime soon because it is still top vote getters and the majority of them are from the United States. But that's a format I would like to see them do eventually. But yeah, um, I, I think hockey did that for a little bit. Yeah, going back to East versus West, I think is going to be the, the the draw this upcoming season, kind of going back to the way it was before. So before we switch over to the next topic, what was your what what was your favorite All Star moment? East versus West game gone to the, of the All Star game. What memorable memorable moments do you have from that game? Stephon Marbury and Kobe yeah. Bryant going yeah. at it back and yeah. forth. Yeah, yeah. Hands down to yeah. I love Stephon Marbury. I love Kobe Bryant. And Stephon Marbury did this move in that game where Vladi had his back to him and he took the ball out of his out. He tapped it against his butt, came in, caught the ball, and then made the basket. I thought that was amazing. Actually, I don't know if he made the basket, but he did that move, which was pretty ballsy. Um, but yeah, that game, hundred percent. Yeah, that game. That was, a, I was just about that. That's my number one. Like watching Marbury and Kobe go at it in, in the 01 All Star game. You didn't have Shaq on that team because he was injured, so you had a bunch of power forwards, and then you had, <laughs> and then you had guards. So that was a pretty memorable All Star game, 2001. And then you had Kobe versus Michael Jordan, 2003, 2004. Very memorable, where it's like we're gonna go, and then you target his his ribs. Then you have also have Kobe kind of he Kobe in '98 wasn't a starter on the team, but he was a starter in the All Star game, which I I don't think we'll ever see again. So yeah, a lot a lot of Kobe Bryant memories from All Star. Anything else gone? Any other All Star memories? No, I think that's it, man. Cool. All right, let's move on to the last week. Uh, we highlighted the Sixers and we highlighted the um, the New York Knicks this year. Uh, yeah, this on today's episode. We thought we want we wanted to look at the Utah Jazz. The Utah Jazz started off really well last season, going ten and three in this first thirteen, but fell off and finished with a thirty-seven and forty-five record, which is twelfth in the Western Conference. They added John Collins in an off-season trade for Rudy Gay and a second-round pick. Uh, betting websites have the Jazz at thirty-five and a half wins. 
again 12th in the West. As far as their depth chart, we're looking at this season. Um, you're looking at a starting lineup of potentially, you know, Colin Sexton, Jordan Clarkson, Laurie Marketin, John Collins, and the Walker Kessler off the bench. You have Chris Dunn, Taylor Horton Tucker, Ochai Jabi, Luke Samajic, um, Kelly Olinick, and then their rookie that they got, Taylor Hendricks, off the bench. So it's somewhat of a deep, deeper, deeper team. Um, like I said, 35 and a half gones for this upcoming season, kind of finishing where they were projected wise this upcoming season. Like what do you agree? Like, do you think they're going to be above the 35 and a half wins? Do you think they're going to be better or do you think they're going to be worse? I think they're going to be better, man. I think they're a sleeper team. Um, the roster is full of a lot of players. I like Jason Terry as a coach. I think that was huge. I like that they made some changes there. You know, I like their squad overall. I think they're going to be in the playoff picture. You know, no one thinks they are, but Laurie Marketing struggled. He he was really good with the Bulls. Um, and then you got, you know, Chris Dunn, who has a career in front of him, and you have Taylor Horton Tucker, Jordan Clarkson, Colin Sexton. So those are your three stars. I feel like this team's going to be one of those teams that just plays really hard, that's coached really hard. They'll probably be a 5-6, maybe a 7 seed, but they're going to make the playoffs. And I think watch we're going to watch the rise of THC. We're going to see. I mean, this guy is capable of a lot. Um, and we saw glimpses on the Lakers, and I'm a believer in THT, so we'll see what happens. So you're going to have so 35 and a half, you're going to hammer the over then, I would assume. If they're at 35 and a half, I would take the over. Yeah. I don't view them as highly as you do, unfortunately. They're about where they're at. I would actually take the under with them. They have a salt. It's just how good the, how deep the NBA is right now. But you're looking at a Western Conference that's just absolutely brutal. Like the teams in front of them are, it's, they're, they're projection, there's projections that the Sacramento Kings, who are the third seed, I think we talked about this last podcast too, but they're some projections of them not even making the playoffs. So as far as a ceiling for them, I could see a eighth set, eighth seed, seven seed, maybe eighth seed, maybe that's their absolute top. But Matt, you forget though that like these really good teams don't play hard during the season. That's part of the NBA problem, right? They just they just want to make the playoffs. They don't. And a team like the Jazz is a team that's going to fight and win during the season, where you're going to have all these Western Conference teams just slack you know, and just hang around and make, make a seed. Okay. Let's go, let's go through these teams. then. like, like I mentioned, there's at least 11 teams better than them. I think rather easily. Let, let's go through them. Like the nuggets, they're not going to be better than the nuggets. Then you're looking at the suns, not going to be better than the suns, not better than the Lakers, not better than the warriors. Now. Okay. So you're looking at those five teams. Are they better than any of those five teams? The Suns, Lake, Nuggets, no. Suns, Lakers, no. Warriors. No. no. Okay. So now you're no. looking at the five and lower now. You're looking at. But, but mm-hmm. my point is, will they have a better record during the season than, than those teams? Possibly. Like last season, they were supposed to take a lot of player, a lot of teams by surprise, which they did at the beginning of the season. They took advantage of a Laker team that was kind of in disarray. Those two win, two of those wins were during that time. So, our. our you're saying that teams won't be focused enough in the pre and during the regular season that they'll be, uh, uh, but then 
higher than 30 something wins 35 wins maybe but to be a higher seed i don't think so because you're looking at let, let's look at the next tier you're looking at the clippers the grizzlies the timberwolves and the thunder and the pelicans are they better than any of those five teams okay so those are the teams that are gonna play. no there's there's still there, and there's still two more teams after that so i'm just saying clippers grizzlies t wolves thunder pelicans are they better than any of those teams talent wise i don't know the jazz as well as i know those other teams so i'm inclined to say no but i believe with the coaching and then being in utah um I feel like they're going to be a 7, 6 seed. Well, I'm just saying those are the next five teams. I didn't even mention the next. Yeah, but the they're just, we're teams. just thinking of name players. We're not thinking of like, we're not thinking of, of the upside of the Utah Jazz and the coaching. We're just think we're going off names alone. And I could tell you this. I could tell you the Lakers are not going to be a top two seed. I could tell you the Warriors, maybe they're going to sit their players out. You know, you got. They're all gonna bench their players. They're all gonna worry about health. They're they're not gonna they're not gonna focus on the regular season. And and what I'm saying is there's room for the Utah Jazz to make that seed if everything comes together. There you go. Let me rephrase. Based on right now, no. Based on what I think could happen with THT and Colin Sexton, yes. Their depth, their youth, you view THT higher than, than I do. We, we've seen it happen this with the Lakers. It well, didn't I mean, because he slept on the Lakers like everyone else, and then and he then, goes somewhere else, and he's good. Watch. No, Guarantee last season, he wasn't good. He had flashes of, like, one or two games of scoring 30, but then he didn't do great last season. He was so, hurt, bro. Okay, how, how many times he's going to have to say he, he was hurt He doesn't get the minutes. Darvin Ham still hasn't figured it out. He, play, he hasn't figured it out in the preseason. He's playing everybody. He doesn't know. He doesn't know whose lineup's going to be. That's Darman Ham's cancer. That's Brett Vogel's cancer. They don't pick a lineup that they could stick with. And I don't see that changing this year. I hope it does. Like, pick a squad and go with it. Well, I, again, with, 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 with Utah being somewhat deep between Chris, the, uh, of you're looking at f- two guard spots and five people. If you're looking at Teach, you're looking, I, I think you're looking at Teach Tate getting closer to 25, 30 minutes. But with this backcourt, I don't think it's going to happen. You're looking, Colin Sexton and Jordan Clarkson are your backcourt duo. That's your starting duo. If you're going to bring pretty damn good backcourt, then you have Chris Dunn and Ajabi also off the bench, and then you have Taylor Horton Tucker. So that's a five guard lineup, and then that's not even to mention that they could play Laurie Markkinen down potentially. So I don't think Taylor Horton Tucker is going to get the minutes that you think he's going to get. Gons. I know. I know he's good. We we viewed him as pretty high on the Lakers. We chose him over 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 Crusoe, but I don't think he's going to get the minutes you think he's going to get. I think he will. I, I do. I firmly believe it. I mean, but we'll watch. I mean, that's why we're having this discussion. Is no, exactly. You know, I, 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 at the yeah. end of the day, I say over thirty-five, and you say under, right? But then you're also saying that they could be a a six, a, a five, six, or seven, seven seed, right? Seven, six, seven. You sold me on six, seven. I was, I was saying six. I, I'll go six, seven. I think I, they can be a six, seven seed. I don't see it being impossible. You're saying it's impossible. It's impossible. Just, They're so just looking they at this. Play, you're saying they should of, lose, right? They should play for a pick. Is that what you're saying? That's yes, it? they should play for. They're not. They're getting. They're not getting through the Nuggets, the Suns, the Lakers, the Warriors, the Grizzlies, the Timberwolves, the Thunder, the Warriors, 
the Pelicans with Zion coming back, and I didn't even mention the Kings, who were the third seed last season, like we like I mentioned earlier in the pod, and also the Dallas Mavericks with Luka right, Doncic. Man, let's, let's That's revisit, 11 teams, bro. Let's revisit this conversation one month from now. We'll have an indication, because they're going to come out playing pretty well. Yeah, they were 11-3. and three, They were tops in the Western Conference and then fall off. Like, yeah, because of garbage Gobert. They got rid of him. No, but he, they didn't have him at the beginning of last season. They were ten and three, and then fell off. That's why I mentioned when we first. So they could have a great start. That's that's fine. But they finished eight games under five hundred. They started seven games over, finished eight games under. So I the Jazz. There's a lot of teams. I'm just saying I don't think they should play to lose in the beginning. I think they have enough to make a run. Like John Collins was their big offseason get. Like. They had to essentially Atlanta dumped him for Rudy Gay in a second round pick, really just to get off his contract. Like, do you think John Collins is going to be a big difference this upcoming season for them? Hey, sixteen points a game, eight rebounds. That ain't garbage. Yeah, yeah. Garbage. Pl- pl- hey, Marking. Yeah. Let's go somewhere. Some other numbers. Yeah. Marketing. Seventeen points per game, seven rebounds. I don't even know who the assuming that guy is, so I'm not going to go over his numbers, but. Let's go into, so we got two players that are both almost double-double players, you know. Uh, Olenek still gets you 10-5 and five coming off the bench, right? But this and, is also adding, if, if you're going to bring in John Collins' numbers, you have to not, you have to take away numbers from other players. Are they willing to sacrifice for this guy who didn't really show up in, in, in Atlanta, in John Collins? That's what I'm saying. I guess, what's your belief in Colin Sexton? Do you believe he can be uh, SGA? Uh, no, John- no, no. We're way past that with Colin Sexton. He's at both. He, he's at best a uh, lower tier point guard, maybe a, a, a energy guy off the bench. Um, I guess the 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 depth chart I see uh, online has Kristen actually starting over Colin Sexton. So I think we're past that point where he could be SGA. The SGA is a top five player in the league. So Colin Sexton may, may be a bench energy guy, but there's also Jordan Clarkson. They dropped, they brought Jordan Clarkson off the bench last year too. So who's going to be that? Second? Is it, it going to be Akjabi? I don't know. Is or is he going to be the one to start? That's why there's a lot of weird questions. Like I was look, looking at some stuff on 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 um, on YouTube as far as looking at videos to try to pump up the Jazz. Like oh, the Jazz, you know, the, like you had mentioned, they're going to be a, a, a force com- this upcoming season. I just don't see it. I really don't. They still had a great start last year. Laurie Markkinen balled out, but with adding a guy like John Collins who couldn't make it work in Atlanta, I, I don't. I I don't see it. I really don't. But you know, we'll, again, we'll revisit this after a month, like you said. And see where we're at. So any let's additional, keep an eye, let's keep an eye on them. Let's no, keep an eye sure. on them. For sure, for sure. All right, the the season's about to start here next Tuesday with the Lakers taking on the Denver Nuggets. The the Lakers finished up their their preseason um, slate with the loss to the Suns. Uh, the starters did look fairly good. AD had like six blocks on Nurkic the other night. Um, yesterday, Nurkic is Nurkic is trash. Hmm. So. Dude. He's yeah. been hurt. He's been hurt like most of his time that he's been in the NBA. There's been seasons where he's played limited games. Yeah, I mean he there there he he's a fourth highest making pl- salaried player on that Phoenix Suns team. If he's the fourth option, I know your top three options are really good. Can they be a the contender if he is your fourth best player? I don't think so. Okay, okay, okay. What am I missing? Bradley Beal, Devin Booker. Kevin Durant, Eric Gordon, 
but he's not he, he's not making that much money he's making minimum so the fourth so the, when they traded Aiton for all those pieces that we mentioned a few pods ago your, your Nurkic was your fourth not fourth Ooh, highest paid nope. player right they, nah, I don't like it right <laughs> I don't like it they should have kept Aiton I don't like it at all man um Nurkic is He's been seasons on Portland where he's played a few games. He gets hurt really easily. He's not consistent. Uh, there's a lot of upside, but there's way more downside with that dude. Let's look at their win total too. So I mentioned they're going to be top in their their win total right now for the Suns is fifty one point five. I've seen a lot of people hammer that over, but I mean that is kind of low, honestly. Um, but then you're one injury from the top three guys away to being a mid-tier. Like, you, they would have to stay healthy the entire season, and you're depending on a 35-year-old Kevin Durant, you know, still with an Achilles injury from a couple seasons ago to stay completely healthy and to be their defensive anchor. It's 51 and a half too many wins for the Suns, Gons. That's a good number for him. That's why Vegas is Vegas. That's why the betting sites are the betting sites. 51 and a half. They're the, they have the most out of all the teams in the Western Conference. 51 and a half. Oh, I'm sorry. Minus the Nuggets are 52 and a half. 51 and a half. Over or under guns? I'll take the under, but I mean, I'm, I, I don't have an argument for it. It's just picking heads versus tails. All right, guns. Before we leave today, we're, I'm, I'm still looking at these over and unders. I'm going into the start season, and since you won't be recording before the season starts, what's your favorite... Win total over and win total under for this upcoming season. So let's start off with your over. Who's your favorite over? It's the Clippers, man. I've been watching their practices. And I think Tyrone Lewis made it clear that the regular season matters and we got to treat it like the playoffs. Um, I'm a firm believer that they're going to do really, really well during the season. I'm not saying they're going to beat the Clipper curse and do well in the playoffs and win the championship. I don't have that kind of power. To put that on them. But I do think they're going to have a very good record during the regular season. So over the 46 for the Los Angeles Clippers. I want to, that was actually a hammer under for me. So do you want to, do you want to put this, what, 20 bucks on 46 wins? 46 and a half wins. I have, that's what I have. 46 and a half wins. Yeah, 46 and a half. Okay. 20 bucks. Yeah, I'll do 20. 20 bucks, 46 and a half wins between. We got to remember, I'll forget though. We got to do something to remember this or. All right. Just okay, put so... it somewhere so we remember. That's funny because I was I was gonna hammer their under because I don't trust them staying healthy, and w- w- their depth is a little bit overrated to me. But we can get that get to that in another pod. So what's a favorite under for you, for win totals? I think I like um the I think the under on the Milwaukee. I think it's gonna be an adjustment period with Dame and um, Giannis. I don't think they're gonna they still gotta figure it out. They have a lot of figuring out to do, and I see a lot a lot of their winning happening in the second half of the season. Um, and then fortunately I could see them losing a little bit more in the first half. So I think they're going to fall under 54, closer to 50 wins. 50 wins. Okay. How about 20 bucks on that one too? 40, 54 and a half wins for the Milwaukee bucks, because I like the over there. I, I there is going to be Trump some trend, you know, some period, unless uh, if Dame gets hurt. Yeah. Then that, that's going to be under 54 and a half, but another 20 bucks, 54 and a half. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Bet 54 and a half wins for the Milwaukee Bucks. Another one I was looking at the Sixers at 48 and a half. That seems a little high for all the turmoil they're going through. I'd like the under there. What do you think about the Sixers under 48 and a half? I like the under. I was going to choose them as my under. They're like my second, just because they're a mess right now. 
Um, and they don't really, I don't really know if they can really be effective until they know what their pieces are. And we don't know what their pieces are because Harden's making this hard on them. So, um, and when they get pieces, there's going to be an adjustment period. So I would take the under. All right, let's end the podcast with, you know, we're, we're going to the Laker game against the Suns on, on Thursday. So most likely we'll pod, maybe pod, uh, pod in the car as we're heading there and heading home and maybe record something Friday. But we'll be going to the Suns versus the Lakers game. The Lakers are at 47.5 wins over under. Do you think it's going to be more than that? I think the if you were to ask for a rule, it's going to be closer to 50. But 47 and a half gone over or under? I like the Lakers. I also have been watching their practices, and they're playing very well together like a team, um, which usually corroborates to a winning season. But I I just think that they have LeBron at a really high age. And um, with Davis, you know, he's, there's, he's still going to miss some games. Um, so I'm going to take him at the under, barely. But I will think I will take them at the under. Okay, so they were 43-39 last year, and after starting the season one and ten, amazing they got there to over five hundred after starting the season one and ten. Um, I will. I like the over more like 50, 51, 52 wins as opposed to forty seven. So do you want to put another twenty on that one, Gons? No, I'm not betting against the Lakers. <laughs> I hope they. I hope they get more. No. All right. That cool. was not going to happen. All right. So we got a Gons and Big Matt bet with the Clippers and the Bucks. That's fun. Anything you want to add before the season starts on Tuesday? This Tuesday? Season starts this upcoming Tuesday. Nuggets Shit, versus man. Lakers. I'm going to be in Georgia. So I'm going to watch the game super late. Yeah. You're going to watch that Lakers, <laughs> Lakers Nuggets game at like 10 o'clock. And. <laughs> Have fun on the oh, West Coast. Oh, no. I have a flight Wednesday at 6. That's not going to be possible. I have to be at the airport at 4.30. Um, well, I guess the first thing you're going to see of the Lakers is our game on Thursday. Yeah, I guess Thursday will be the first game that I see when I come back. I come back Wednesday, so Thursday will be the first game I go and see. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm ready, man. I'm excited. Um, I Honestly, I can't get excited about preseason. I just can't. I tried putting it on yesterday. And there's just none of justification to like the kids crying and wants cartoons and the, you know, wife wants some TV time. And it's like, do I put in the TV time now and watch what she wants for regular season? Or do I watch this? It's, you know, so I sacrifice preseason to watch regular season. So oh, of I'm course. Excited, uh, yeah, of course. You know. I guess one thing I want, wanted to add before we leave, because I forgot to mention this, the pod. Well, who's your league pass team this year? And you, we usually talk about that in our, in our hoop bar pod before. So who's your league pass team? If it's not the Lakers and you and you have league pass, you're going to pick one league pass team. Who's the team you're, you're watching throughout the entire season? I feel like the Lakers are my wife, but I've had the same girlfriends for the last 10, 15 years. And I always gravitate towards the New York Knicks. Um, again, I was a Charlie Ward, Chris Childs, Allen Houston, Marcus Camby, Kurt Thomas. I just love that team. And it made me kind of fall in love with, with the Knicks um, a little bit. So there's a little affair with the Knicks that I have. And the Bulls. It, it's just growing up watching Jordan with my dad. Um, you know, I like watching the Bulls. I like Lam- I, I'm sad Lonzo Ball is not playing, but I like watch Bulls. And I like LaMelo Ball. So I'll put uh, if Charlotte's playing, I'll watch them. But I would say the Knicks and the Bulls would be two teams that I like to watch. 
Also, because they're not on during Laker games, they're on earlier. And, you know, sometimes I bet be free at four o'clock or I'll be working in my office and I could put the game on while I'm finishing up. So Knicks and Bulls for me. What about you? I would like to say a lower level team. But for me, I kind of want to see what the Cavaliers look like this season. Fifty and a half wins for them. Um, they flamed out last year in the playoffs, but you still have Garland, Mitchell, Mobley, and Allen. We'll see what that kind of foursome does this season. Um, I'm, I, De, you know, Mitchell's always exciting to see. He scored seventy last season, so Garland, Mitchell, we'll see what happens there. And then the Bucks. Unfortunately, with I have to see Dame versus Damon Giannis. Damon Giannis, you know, that's going to be a dynamic duo. Um, then, then you have Chris Middleton as your third best player, and then Brooke Lopez as your fourth best player. They're going to be fun to watch. I would love to pick like the Hornets, but you know the Hornets Hornets culture is kind of the opposite of Miami Heat culture. So for me, it's the it's the Cavs and the and the Bucks for me for for League Pass. So um, what, what team are you absolutely have no interest in? The no interest the Pistons. I know they're young. I know they're up and coming. I have no interest in watching them this season. What about you? I agree. I agree. I didn't even think about it. I was going to say another team. Then you said the Pistons. I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, they're the young. Game. They're exciting. But, you know, they're young. Are they exciting? I guess not because I don't want to really want to watch them. Kate Huntingham, Jalen Duran, um, Marvin Bagley, and Wiseman trying to re, you know, they're the backups. They're former two former number two picks in their backups to Jalen Duran. Um, you have Ozer Thompson. Um, we'll see what they do. The Pistons. But yeah, for me, it's the Pistons. Okay. All right. Anything you want to get to before we leave today, Gons? Season starts yeah. Tuesday. See you next Thursday. And that'll be it for us today. It's a little bit longer than I thought we would. We usually try to record 30, 45 minutes, but it looks like we're closer to, to the 50-minute mark here. We're, we're inching towards the 50-minute mark. So my apologies if, if this did run a little bit long. Um, it is the, the, the pod right before the season starts. I'm sorry we didn't get to a hoop bar like video pod this past week. It's just been hectic with a lot of personal stuff that's been going on with the guys. So we'll try to get one up or a few clips up before the season starts Tuesday. Um, we're, we're getting going. James Harden, unfortunately, we'd like to talk more basketball stuff. But with this kind of drama going on with James Harden, you kind of have to, to address it and kind of speculate what's going on there. Um, and then, yeah, just talking about just different teams. This up, everyone's 0-0. Everyone still has that hope to try to be a playoff team this upcoming season. So, um, you know, a lot of teams you didn't get to touch on. But throughout the season, you know, once teams kind of fall off, once teams start to do better, we'll kind of highlight some more teams. Every, probably every podcast, one or two teams we'll look at. I know I really want to look at the Pacers. There were a lot of national buzz, especially with um, with Tyrese Halliburton kind of ascending uh, to, to be the next elite point guard in the league. So we'll see what, what the what the Pacers do. We'll see what the Pacers do. We'll look at the other teams out West. Because I mentioned a lot of teams uh, that the Utah Jazz have to have to jump over to get to the playoffs. And I just still don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, so we'll also check in probably with, with our, our, our man in the streets of, in Utah, Josue, to see how the Jazz are doing this upcoming season, what the vibe is over there. Um, because they did somewhat better last season than I think people were anticipating. I think... A lot of prognosticators, a lot of predictors were saying they're going to be last in the Western Conference. They weren't necessarily last, but, you know, they're still on the tier of teams that didn't make the playoffs. So hopefully the Jazz, you know, do better than this season, but I, I, I don't see it still. Um, thank you all for listening. Thank you for the support. Again, we'll try to record here um, next week and get a hoop bar pot up sooner than that. Um, thank you for the support. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week.